Hi, I'm Akhlara and I'm Rohan Nahar. Welcome to the Long Take. This week we're discussing the new Marvel movie Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, uh directed by Dustin Daniel Creighton of Short Term 12 and starring Kim's convenient star Simon Liu uh opposite Tony Leung, the legend. Um Rohan, what do you make of this Marvel's foray into East Asian culture and martial arts? I quite liked it. I enjoyed most of it. A uh, couple of minor quibbles. but i found myself enjoying it and i mean as we've spoken about before on the podcast so many times my expectations for marvel projects these days are quite reserved hmm um so maybe that played into it or maybe it was just the fact that i was watching a movie for the first time on the big screen in like a year and a half same but yeah with fans uh for me i know for oh, you it was mostly yeah, yeah. restricted yeah no fans like there was no so like i i think i was probably one of the few people who was like i think we were probably had like i think between 5 to 10 i didn't really count uh but mm. yeah like when they were like you know fan worthy moments where you would you would laugh or you were sort of not really cheer but like just like yeah, this is the funny moments where you sort of you want that collective laughter right but this is why we missed the big screen experience um so like yeah that was rare though like it was were a lot of people laughing with me but yeah okay it is what it is although i am i'm not sure i want to go back to the hit theaters just yet the whole experience of just like sitting there with like double mask and watching it like that did not appeal to me at all i though had popcorn also i like pulled my mask down had popcorn ha uh-huh, no nothing um, we were not allowed eat eatables and stuff inside so and it's just like for two and a half hours and the two hours before like like and everything it's just The mask got too much for me. I was like, "Oh my god, I miss actually watching movies at home." I can't believe I'm saying that. No, no, it was quite fun. I mean, I was panicking in the beginning, and I, I mean, we spoke about this last week. I said no to a screening for hmm. Green Knight. Yeah. But uh, so I was panicking, and it was kind of chaotic because they had invited fans, hmm. uh, and it kind of got out of control because I think they were like us, like more than a year they hadn't seen anything. Yeah. Especially like Marvel people are insane. Mm. So they were like cheering when the Marvel fanfare <laughs> came out. Yeah, yeah. Was, like, <laughs> if, you, if you have Marvels, then then they start cheering with the Marvel Studios logo itself. Like that itself, they should they can cut the movie there, and fans are gonna be happy. Yeah. So I was kind of nervous before it, but then when the movie started, I was kind of into it. And I was like, they took our phones. Did they take your phones too? Uh, no. Not they took our phones. Yeah. So that's that's, of... that's I remember that it's been standard for the big stuff. Like I'm actually I'm surprised. Like. Like I, these are kind of things that are not even hitting me, right? Like it's been so long since I've yeah. been to like an, like a screening. Like the obvious remember, stuff was not yeah. hitting me. Like you know the fact that phones are taken. Like I remember being taken for the last like major movie. I think Rise of Skywalker probably in the theaters. Phones were taken for that. I remember or like stuff like obviously Avengers Endgame and stuff like they're taken. Uh, but yeah, like mm. I completely forgotten that was a thing that used to happen. Uh. So I was. That was also a concern for me because I had anticipated that I'll just be like. Let me keep my phone, and they'll be like, "Fine, ठीक है." You know, it wouldn't take yeah, much. Yeah, I think they made it like a blanket thing because fans were around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was initially, I was also like, "Oh, I don't have my phone," which feels weird because, I mean, we're anyway we're very reliant on our phones, but especially in the last year and a half, we've been inseparable from our phones. Yeah. So that was a very weird experience. But then, like I said, you know, the movie mm. was good enough for me to kind of. Yeah, I don't know what you were like. I've never things. been a person that who like who makes notes anyway. In during the movie, so I don't even have a problem when they t- do take away phones. I actually make a lot of notes because I have a poor memory. So yeah, I have poor memory as well, but I also have poor like just like ability to take notes and watch the movie. I feel like my movie experience like I don't know how to do th- both at the same time. So I'm just like 
I will just somehow rely on my memory and hopefully it'll work out. <laughs> yeah, which is what I did this time and I felt it was kind it, it was a very breezy movie like at no point was I like oh like you know let's get this over with. Uh I didn't lag for me and I heard a lot of people saying that the middle portion was a bit slow for them but then but like, I thought which it was middle portion? what what do you call, what what are people referring to the middle of the movie essentially like after the point middle of the movie is when he kind of reunites with his dad family and then they and go back. like our mission now is to rescue your mother right that I guessing that's the middle point that's the middle portion mid- yeah after the middle maybe i don't know i mean but i really enjoyed every second tony leung was on screen i was like why why are you getting bored in this like this is the yeah, best like, part I of was, the movie yeah like i was i feel like that was a, it's an easy way to like make a good movie right put tony leung and michelle yo on screen so like the first half i loved tony leung the second half i had a more more of michelle yo because of talo uh, and i was like yeah this is great like you just put these actors on screen and you like your half the movie is made there yeah but the but then one of the uh criticisms that i have of this movie is that it doesn't really pay much attention to maybe this is just because the villain is so good that feels like it doesn't pay much attention to shangchi himself you know if he's like um like a like a Vanilla regular character when uh, like actor although i you know it's not technically i think it's a case of him being overpowered by by uh wen wu Yeah. Uh, more than actually him being underwritten because I think he's a very well-written character. Uh, it's just that I feel like uh, he's a. That's also happening to him because he's an internal character. If I'm getting it right, like he's not a. It is. It is. Yeah. I agree fully. I agree fully. And the greatest example of that is that uh, brief scene towards the end when he's talking to Aquafina, and they kind of build up very nicely, and you can easily miss this scene. You know, if you just go to the loo or you're like distracted or something, but then. Mm. they build it up nicely when he's, he's like you know he's been trained to be an assassin right and yeah. then he's like that scene when he's like i followed through yeah. with it and that is such a and i was surprised that they gave a protagonist that line right like normally i feel like protagonists are given like you know sugar coat lines where this protagonist like wakes up gets up and be like i'm going to stop my, him or i'm going to end put an end to this like he gets up and sees i'm going to kill him i'm like wow okay like For a protagonist, those are like strong words to give to him, even if he doesn't follow through with that statement eventually. Which kind of ties into, and again, I'm just going to be like over analytical. It kind of ties into, you know, childhood trauma. People who've been through that are kind of yeah. deserved and inward. Uh, yeah. They aren't very expressive, and when they are expressive, they they don't really have much nuance. You know what I'm saying? And mm. he's lived for ten, fifteen years as someone who has been through like. weird childhood his father is yeah, basically especially like the, those seven years in between from age seven to age 14 basically yeah so he is dealing with a lot of trauma and obviously it's a mal movie so don't outwardly say it's trauma but it is trauma yeah. and for him to react in that way feels kind of natural because a lot of people who've been through that lack that nuance in terms of communication yeah like where so was it going to come from like like until age seven he had a mother but you don't develop those you know emotional like the way you sort of relate to people you don't develop like those sort of ways to behave until the, those that that's too early so the main area years that he did have to develop those he was being literally trained to be like not have emotion so that he could kill anyone yeah so he's not really and whatever he's learned is basically through aquafina right basically after he's moved to the states so that is where his social skills have been developed yeah like middle school and then high school essentially and then adulthood directly which anyway like they show us like they neither neither of them are adults essentially they're running away from yeah they yeah it's all like arrested development right yeah and um 
so i think that is why i feel this is a nicely written character and overall a nicely written movie um it might come across as a little bit uh, vanilla but then if you pay attention then there is a lot of uh, stuff to appreciate with shang chi uh, of course as mo- much more to appreciate with how the villains written and how 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 he's been performed etc but then yeah. there is a lot also if you look for it there is a lot to kind of be like oh yeah that like that like that yeah. and sometimes and i felt like days. actually the, because he's vanilla like this it's allows for richer storytelling outside of it right like you mentioned the villain uh and his motivations but also like i was actually like in a way i'm rooting for like shaling as well like because she's almost like getting the wrong end of the stick because she's not just like in the same condition like years in condition as shang chi she in fact actually was longer spent more time in it because he just took off and then she's also on top of all that a woman so she had to go through all those problems as well which they briefly hint at and don't yeah. quite follow through on but because, then yeah, my i feel like it's going to be like a shaling disney plus series at some point uh, i mean see they're both products of this traumatic past right yeah. and while one person has uh chosen to go on one way the other person has chosen to go on, to go the other way basically hmm. but uh it just goes to prove that if you have kind of experienced a particular situation there is always going to be a chance that you know it's the light side and dark side hmm. uh they've been shaped by this experience the shared experience and it's just a matter of chance that one of them turns good and the other one like i'm guessing that you know you stayed for the end credits etc yeah um, so i mean i don't say she's turning bad but i feel like there's a greatness to it right like i feel like I'm that's sh- what she does she knows how to do best right so i think it's fitting for her that she would do that like she would not but do something else because that brings is like a terrorist organization right, essentially yeah but like she's i mean it feels like taking the name but like sort of refashioning it from the inside although yeah given the pictures that were being shared in front of her uh i don't think the organization is changing that much that quickly right now yeah no no i think it was pretty like to me it was kind of like oh like just a passing of the plot baton to- plot with she's evil <laughs> yeah okay i mean that that suck i feel like i am hoping there's like an anti hero aspect to it but yeah, again which is spe- speculating at this point so let's stick to this movie i mean yeah i think there might be an anti hero aspect in the sense that you know she can always be saved by her brother uh, yeah. which is ultimately going to be like a long like i don't know this is how long this game is but maybe in 10 years there's a redemption tale for jamal yeah like a long redemption tale yeah like family reunited and all that hai na uh but that being said you know like again like i'm coming back to reasons why i like this movie i think also because for some bizarre reason uh black widow is coming out this same day and uh, that as we spoke about was the worst for me like just the <laughs> wo- every everything that i hate about the worst tendencies of marvel movies going you know from the villain to just the flatness of the visuals to the impersonal storytelling and, the, and you can tell like how easily like the things change right like because um, like forget break off like i don't even that was such a useless villain but like because black widow was so hellbent on doing that ta- taskmaster twist of you know oh it's that is his daughter who actually didn't die uh, you, you never had time to develop her right but because like shangchi doesn't have that problem it can ensh- you know toyang actually appears earlier in the movie than the hero uh you can easily you have so much time to develop him and that's why then you can easily like connect with him on certain levels at least and you you know who he is who you know who he is on a deeper level and it just makes for a richer movie 
I mean, absolutely. Like, there is no comparison. Like, the it's like I said, like the worst tendencies of Marvel movies, Black yeah, Widow. Yeah, you could easily just like you know, like I mean, not talk about Black Widow, but like we could easily repair that movie again if you just like start the movie with Olga Kurlykenko, right? Show her from her perspective of how Black Widow left her for dead and she had to live that life, and then easily people can root for her and then connect with that vein as well. But no, they wanted to hide it, so. my see you know my theory for that and like i'm not going to like go on on theories because my tony leung theory has been proven to be very very wrong <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my theory for black widow is see scarlett johansson is one of the highest paid actresses in the world okay hmm. simu liu is a newcomer essentially uh, an unknown quantity yeah yeah on uh, the film stage at least he's a newcomer i could say you could say and 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 so it's it's not it's going to be virtually impossible to open a black widow movie starring scarlett johansson from the perspective of the villain but yeah but like that's is, what a bold filmmaker does right but i think anyway, i feel like we're getting off track here ha but it is entirely possible for a movie starring simu liu to open with tony leung because hmm. tony leung a is a bigger star and b everyone knows that This is these people aren't stupid, right? They see, know how uh, to make a yeah, good movie. Yeah, exactly. It depends on who's making it. Right? I mean, see, I'm not a good, not a good comparison here because they're both equally big stars. I guess at least I guess Christian Bale was bigger, but the Dark Knight opens with the Joker for a reason. It doesn't open with the Batman. But Christian Bale wasn't that big back when, you know. Yeah, I guess. Back yeah, then. That, you're right. Yeah, but anyway, that's that's like a bad example. Anyway, but yeah, if the movie was like had to be brave, braver than Black would have could have been better. But anyway, getting back to Shang Chi, I mean the oldest. what they say is you know the the hero is as strong as the villain so yeah. i mean people there's a reason they they say that because it, it it just doesn't work there's no dramatic heft there's no conflict makes for a poorer story mm. here and i think both of us can like i'm sure that you also agree that this guy is pretty good villain right especially yeah. in the context of not just marvel because marvel has a villain problem but just generally is a damn good villain probably the best they made since killmonger Hmm. Uh, and, and again, it's, it's working because the similar reasons, right? You you're rooting it in like deep rooted family trauma, and that's why it works. I would argue that his arc in this movie is more impactful emotionally uh, than even Shang Chi's. You know what I'm saying? Because there is no moment, yeah, in this movie where you question his motivations. You might question his actions because they're hmm. terrible. But you never question his motivations. Motivation. Yeah, like I mean, I mean, think the like the initial scenes, I love them. Like the ones where he finds Fala Chen, and he falls in love with her. Like those, like obviously evocating Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, on like a uh-huh. surface level. But just like those scenes, like the energy of the scenes was so nice and so elegant. Like I was like, oh, I want the entire movie to like f- you know give me this feeling now. It is. It's like such a. It's such a bold way to open your movie because not only are you saying, not only are you opening with the quote-unquote antagonist, yeah. you're also opening with a bold visual. And then you're humanizing the antagonist, right? You're like you're showing that this actually not the antagonist. This antagonist was so nice, like he gave up his warmongering ways for the woman, and then had had a family. Hey, na, because like the, the the typical like oh he like made a made a made a straight man out of this guy. Exactly. Yeah. Like, like he, as she opens and says like oh yeah he was like he didn't care for anything. He just wanted power. Hour. But then the opening five minutes redeem himself right there. Hey na, in the opening five minutes you're like, oh, this guy is capable of a uh, being loved and yeah, be expressing love. Yeah, 
केपेबल ऑफ फीलिंग लव तो ये ऑलरेडी एस्टेब्लिश हो चुका है सो पूरा जर्नी ऑफ दैट कैरेक्टर थ्रू द मूवी इज मोटिवेटेड बाई हिज लव फॉर दिस वूमेन राइट एंड आई मीन देर आर बीन वर्स एग्जाम्पल्स ऑफ हाउ मूवीज एंड स्टोरीज काइंड ऑफ इंटरप्रेट इन सेन लव बट आई थिंक दिस वॉज फेयरली वॉम हार्टेड आई मीन रिगार्डलेस ऑफ द मर्डरस काइंड ऑफ एंटिक्स लाइक ही इज जस्ट अ मैन हु इज अ ग्रीविंग विडोअर essentially yeah, who, is, who has not been able to move on from this uh, tragedy of losing his wife mm. and the journey and how his arc ends is him coming to the realization or the moment when he actually is like fine i accept that this woman is no longer there and uh, there is an element of redemption even to that character and uh i guess if you have someone like tony leung playing him then it's just like even better you know because the scenes that in which they're just talking those are like elevated so much by just his presence yeah like the, and that same the way i felt with michelle yeo as well like she like the minute they reach talo and she comes on screen like every frame uh for me she's like she's always been elegance personified and then she's just like imbuing like those scenes like with just like her grace and putting it like and even like the that's the way she just says her sentences like that just elevates the movie right like you're she knows which words to stress on where like which vowels and all that and you like you can you're hooked essentially that's what i was yeah i mean i spoke to michelle yo 3 days ago and i was hooked in those 5 minutes <laughs> <laughs> yeah like just how this is just like magnetic like actors I freaked out. I asked Michelle Yeoh about Crouching Tiger. I think that was one of the surreal, most surreal moments ever. Mm. <laughs> But yeah, she she has that uh, aura, like this very yeah. weird, calming aura. Mm. Speaking of Speaking Crouching of Tiger, uh, Crouching Tiger, yeah. Dive into the choreography and cinematography of this movie. Uh, multiple different styles. There's obviously the yeah. Crouching Tiger fantasy element, which is all mm. uh, you know, Peter Pao. Yeah. and uh, then there is the Jackie Chan stuff which is Brad Allen hmm. and and then there is whatever the hell the third act was which i was not <laughs> expect yeah i'm never a fan of like when marvel like leaves the human sort of cuz like like you see as because we ourselves humans we can relate with like fights on our level right when it's like human beings and human beings we know what the limits are so when they're stretching those limits as in the case of the scaffolding fight you know oh that was crazy cuz like a human should not be able to do that right uh so like you, you can relate much harder with those moments but the minute you introduce one giant flying dragon who can whip his tail and whip water around and then another bigger dragon with like it's so many tentacles that i i cannot keep even keep a track of the number of tentacles it has then like i've lost that human scale now right like i now i'm, I'm like okay i don't know what is insane anymore for these guys I mean I'll be honest I didn't mind it as much as I would have in a lesser movie. Right. Um normally I'm not a big fan of you know if you put like a Batman versus Superman or whatever random ass Yeah, they're just like movie. punching very each other hard and falling into concrete. Yes. This one felt kind of like you know we spoken about internal logic but then I felt that makes sense. I mean I guess this is where you end up at. See, they've been building constantly towards this more fantastical. Like it's yeah. actually a quest for this mythical land, right? Which we mm-hmm. don't even know exists. Just heard stories about it. And Our plus, protagonist- if you if you like, it's like a Chekhov's gun moment, right? When Michelle Yeoh walks them through the entire whatever uh, creation exactly. they've made of the, and then it has to happen now. The minute you set foot into Talo, all rules 
go out the window yeah. because suddenly you are in a fantasy world and you are seeing these fantasy creatures and you're like almost like you're in okay, Pandora so, or something yeah if you if okay fine if if this cuddly a uh, dog creature exists and then you take it a step <laughs> further and this unicorn creature exists then you take yeah. it a step further there is like giant lion creature exactly, exists yeah which are cuddly so by the time the dragon appears you're like i get it yeah <laughs> and plus you <laughs> you set it up right you were like this great predator once saved us so like the moment you set it up then i'm like the moment he punches him into the water tony lang i was like oh okay now i know where this is going i guess Yeah and the minute you see the dragon for the first time they they build yeah. that up as well because the dragon is there and then you're like okay maybe this is like a yoda moment for a second yeah, but then like he he they have like he have like a dream sequence something and then he come out of the water himself but no then but, the dragon brings him out yeah and then going by the internal logic of the movie which is basically like escalation 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 in terms of fantasy yeah so, and that's how you keep internal logic right you if you directly go from san francisco Or about a Macau or about a China directly to like introducing the dragon, and then people be like, "What the hell just happened?" Yeah. But the the, the level you just explained of going, you know, from Morris to unicorns to giant lions, then it works. So then people are like, "Oh yeah, this all is possible as well." That's why that's possible. So not only are you so not only is the movie walking you through these escalations, it is yeah. kind of making you subliminally anticipate them, right? So when you yeah, let's see. We forget one of those. Like one, of the the one building to dragon was also that they had dragon scales and everything on the dragon armor. Correct. Yes, 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 yes. So when you see all mm-hmm. that, not only are you like, okay, dragons are fine in this, but you're like, oh, yeah, but then you're not going to just leave it at that, right? You're going to show us the dragon fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you're like, yeah, who is going to show you the dragon fight? Which is like bold for Marvel. Like I didn't expect like he S A V will happen. Like dragons are doing it. Like what's happening? No, uh, I didn't mind it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was nicely choreographed. It looked um, better than the CGI nonsense at the end of Black Widow, where they were just flying through the air. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I was more of a fan of those. Like I'm always, I think, because like just like going in because I think described as a mar- sold as a martial arts movie. And the stuff I had seen in the trailer, I think they they hit the dragons in the trailer, obviously. Um, so I was like, yeah, like I, the scaffolding sort of fights and you know the internal sort of drama that happening where like they're all in rooms and fighting around like that kind of stuff. I like. I mean, th- though I did like how they basically made like so much fun out of like Death Dealer, the the masked villain. I was like, oh, maybe they're gonna reveal something and then just. That just randomly dies. Oh yeah, that person they kind of forget about that. They never unmask the villain. This just like some tiny dragon comes, sucks her soul and out, and it's like, oh yeah, that that person is dead now. Sorry. And poor uncle care. also gets his soul sucked now. I felt bad about that. The uncle was yeah, guiding yeah, Aquafina. Yeah. I think that was like a lesson to like Aquafina that this is urgent now. You better do it. You better turn into Legolas right now. Oh my right god, now. we have to discuss Aquafina for the longest time. I was like, she doesn't really need to be here anymore. Like, why are they going? Yeah. Say the same way. Trevor Slattery doesn't need going to be here. Going out of their way. So Trevor Slattery. ठीक है कॉमिक रिलीफ आई वेलकम दैट कॉमिक रिलीफ बट लाइक यू एक्सटेंडिंग इट ना पुट हिम इन अ रूम देन लाइक यू नो गेम ऑफ थ्रोन्स में रूम होता है ना लाइक व्हेन वॉर इज हैपनिंग देयर आर पीपल कवरिंग इनसाइड लाइक देन ही शुड बी देयर लाइक डूइंग हिज मैकबेथ परफॉर्मेंस और समथिंग टू द पीपल टू कम देम बट आकोवी नाउ इज लाइक ओके फाइन यू वुड यू शुड हैव बीन आउट ऑफ दिस प्लॉट लाइक 35 मिनट्स अगो and no <laughs> yeah some some dragon or some someone like knocks you out accidentally with their bow or something and you fall down don't please don't don't turn into legolas although i feel like they're building to something because like then 
it's hinted like when Wong appears um, hmm. at the no, very end of the movie. Apparently, she's apparently some character in the comics. Yeah, I feel like she, they're hinting that she's special as well. That she's not just random American person. Because Wong comes and he's like, he asks for Shang-Chi. Then he looks at her and he's like, oh yeah, you too. You, co- you come with us. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Obviously, there is some. So I think yeah, they're, they're going to explain it and be like, oh yeah, there is. There was internal logic to why she was such a good archer. Yeah, yeah, but that's not a good enough reason for because yahan par I'm like yahan pe yeah, there's no logic yahan pe she just turned into hawkeye out of the blue she shouldn't have even gone to macau like to that extent like she was not even required there yeah i think you know that i could explain was explained because like okay fine emotional journey i could like get that like she's so close for like 10 years like there's no way she's letting him go without explaining the situation but like after that it was just like they were dragging her they they were they needed someone to like book fun at moments and like just like book fun at the absurdity of those moments like you know like when tony lung places the two megafins and then the water floats and then she later she's like later describes it as remember that when the that dragon vomited a water map like stuff like that like so those like kind of lines they needed her for right more than that they needed someone to ask questions on our behalf you know yeah, like that yeah, like where you where do you where do you come from and then he's like yeah, yeah I'll, tell you. You. <laughs> <laughs> i'll give you an entire flashback sequence Yeah. Uh so she is comic relief and uh Trevor's Latry is comic which I felt Additional. was spoiled by someone I don't know where but someone spoiled it like I don't know they got him to do press I think Disney spoiled it. Yeah him. and plus they spoiled it he appeared on the damn red carpet man. They got him to do press I saw him like doing press. Ben King Only part that wasn't spoiled ki ki kab aane wala hai but like I think I have forgotten also like the movie was just like so paced or whatever well like I wasn't anticipating it that the moment it appeared though. I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't. But when yeah. when when uh, they hear that rumbling in the dungeons uh yeah. I was like oh is this going to be him and then <laughs> it was mm. it yeah. was exactly so like stuff like that you can keep yeah I guess they didn't wasn't like a twist or something so they were like uh, I guess it was spoiled because they did keep the post credit scene like intact right that they haven't spoiled. Where do you fall on the Iron Man three of it all because I feel like with Marvel, especially Marvel fans, they either hate it or they love it. Um, uh, and obviously, this I movie the, is. I think I was in the like closer. Like I wouldn't say love, love, but like I was. Yeah, that's definitely not in the hate camp at all. I was fine with like I'm all all for like you know remixing comic stuff. Like don't do not have to go like toe to toe to it. So the fact that they wanted to have fun with the whole. Mandarin angle, and then they have additional fun with it here, right? I love that. Like I think probably the only bit of tone humor that Tony Lung gets in this movie, where he's like, "Oh, they named it after an orange, like na- named it after a chicken dish," <laughs> and like so, so like that kind of stuff. And he terrorized America. I was like, "Yeah, the great, like great." I guess you like first you uh, made a stupid, the dumb villain, and now you're poking fun at your own stuff. So yeah, go for it. Yeah, the Mar- the Marvel universe is old enough now to kind of. circle all the way back and yeah. kind of make references about its own past. Um, yeah, I mean if if Loki can just like sit there and watch old movies, I'm sure this is the next logical step. No, no, so I'm a huge Iron Man 3 is like my uh top tier Marvel because I think Iron Man right. 3 is like the watershed moment where they stopped trying. You know, mm. as good as you know the Avengers movies are, they're all very like safe. Uh, in the sense that there mm. are no stakes um iron man 3 felt like the last time they were willing to get like really freaky you know like <laughs> they wouldn't do it again 
they mm. certainly won't allow someone that level of you know just creative freedom i think barring uh, what's his name kugler um yeah that felt like truly radical when that happened i remember the moment it happened i remember watching it in the theaters and being like ye allowed kaise hai marvel ke andar <laughs> you know and i feel this one was kind of like uh, you know it's I, I, somehow i felt kingsley was slightly uh uh less animated than he should have been um so that kind of impacted the the whole arc for me but although i welcome any reference to iron man 3 uh i mean that's mm-hmm. always welcome i i did however feel that ben kingsley was a little muted right yeah i think i wasn't really that paying that much attention like after a point i was just like okay you need to like go away at some point like you don't belong in this ca- scene anymore <laughs> <laughs> to his credit he was playing dead yeah <laughs> that's what he yeah. wanted to do which i guess all of them have done as well honestly but theek hai they they wanted to like as i guess start building up her origin story as well so i don't know i would have liked if you know she it was if i would have liked if they had gone like uh, the farewell route and made her kind of reconnect with her uh culture and roots because that was what was established about her character that she's you know reluctant to uh embrace her name yeah, and the, culture and like, they even sort of like place that with tony lang the fact that he asked her so they, yeah name. but that doesn't really turn out to be about her character that just turns out to be a way to talk about Haan, himself but i would have i would have preferred if instead of becoming like this physically uh skilled person at the end she would have become more emotionally uh stronger you know what i'm saying that would have been a better kind mm. of resolution to yeah. that arc Yeah, she's right now. She's ex- exists essentially as like a sidekick for Shang. Uh-huh. But ठीक है, it's fun. Uh, it's fun when Wong comes. I like that. Uh, yeah, I like how they come. And like how he how he berates abomination. Oh yeah, that was a scene. Practice better. <laughs> like you're still punching yourself. Oh yeah, that was a fun moment where he punched himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The crowd, the crowd liked yeah, that. Yeah, that was yeah, a yeah. cool moment. And I was like, how is Oh, Sorcerer is going to beat that huge of a beast. Now that oh yeah, that makes sense. He's he's going to use his six smarts. years ago. They foreshadowed this. <laughs> <laughs> How long has it been? Five, four. How long has Doctor Strange? Yeah, five remember. now. Jeez, goddamn. But um, yeah, surprisingly, surprisingly decent Marvel movie after such a long time. Yeah. I think the last thing for me, like, is that uh, so I'm, you know, almost like I think could be like turn out to be. Its, I mean, I'm not gonna hold out too much hope, but I feel like it might end up being its biggest achievement. Is that uh, because like Marvel fans, just like uh, sorry, Marvel movies are watched by lot more people than most movies, right? Um, so even if like you know, Parasite was like watched by a lot of people, won an Oscar, Bong Joon Ho went around and told everyone to watch more movies with subtitles. I'm not sure how much that actually worked out in reality. but shangchi actually can do that because uh they do have a lot of mandarin and they do have subtitles so like in a way it's almost like a backdoor pilot for subtitles You're like oh yeah look let's let let's make marvel fans read in the movies and not just read in the movie read at the beginning of the movie like it opens yeah, the entire the start chunk. like and yeah and they, i i always feel like there could be actually even more mandarin sometimes when the characters are talking i was like you i don't know why you talk guys are talking in english uh but yeah the given the amount there is i was happy and i was like yes this is a good way to get people to watch more 
movies outside of the english language there was so much mandarin in fact that i actually remember thinking that this is too much mandarin <laughs> i never had that issue i would have loved if if like they would have pushed even further no no not in the ne- not in a negative sense but just in a in a rational sense uh, hmm. i was like is this alienating for j- janta is this going to be alienating right. for janta uh i was just debating that internally because it starts with a solid chunk of mandarin to the point where i was i was like this is g- going on for way longer than yeah, I, i was like disalarming for me in in the beginning because you know it was like 100% mandarin because i think they hid all of this in the trailers the trailers are all english dialogues um, and uh, zero dragons i mean little bit dragon yeah uh so like the fact that it didn't tease a single mandarin dialogue in the trailers i was like not expecting that and i was like oh yeah this is interesting like this is all new like the the soundtrack is new it's not the same synth score and the piano score they keep using in every marvel movie like they're using you know specific cultural specific instruments and then language is new the visuals are all new like i think the, yeah the early scenes are just like ha huh. i think we should also like that should uh, be a nice segue to destin cretton uh, who is a typical mm. hollywood i think trajectory these days like uh, a sundance movie then a mid budget yeah. movie then a 200 million dollar marvel movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it like you have to like i think prove yourself a couple of times and they'll hand you this level now which is what uh, ridley scott ka wo tha na uh advice basically when that interview that Rid- I don't remember okay this. so there's this Ridley Scott interview where basically they asked him that you know why wouldn't you want to do like a Marvel or a Star Wars or a big franchise movie hmm he's like no they just wouldn't give me that kind of freedom like i'm too much of a that's true like a you know dog without a that's leash that's true though like if they didn't give freedom to edgar right i don't think ridley scott is going to get the freedom he wants and he's getting like b- the budget to do whatever he wants really so he doesn't really have a he doesn't need yeah, to yeah he doesn't know so exactly. but then what he said was the more interesting was like not he's like main to nahi karunga but then he's like they're just getting inexperienced people to direct these movies these days simply because they want that control over them and hmm. he said that that's hurting the movies he's like you need to make your way up and lady scott should know this because he's made his way up you know so he's yeah. like you need to make your way up you can't just give a person out of sundance that 200 million dollar budget because they don't know what to do with it so yeah there's too many departments for them to then hmm. d- even keep an eye on so essentially like destin daniel creden has followed that ridley scott uh, advice which is basically like don't jump from don't be like gareth edwards you know like don't jump from <laughs> <laughs> nothing to godzilla or like uh, fingers crossed like uh, chloe zhao or someone you know like just don't go from yeah. from like micro budget to like 200000 rupee dollars to like 200 million like i wouldn't be surprised if if they're spending more money per day on eternals than what chloe zhao spent on her first three movies total Yeah, possibly. They're spending more money per day on those on on Eternals. You know, so that is the scale at which the leaps happen. So it makes sense that this guy did like that uh, Michael B. Jordan movie in the middle because I was a studio just more studio. Yeah. It wasn't a good movie, but it was a studio movie, right? So yeah, exactly. It was a Warner Brothers movie. So it earned him probably some amount of uh, experience working with like you know more mm. more more streamlined and more. Uh, 
कॉरपोरेट एनवायरमेंट फॉर लैक ऑफ अ बेटर वर्ड इसमें लाइक हीज गॉड ऑल इज डिपार्टमेंट हेड्स यू नो हीज गॉड लाइक बिल पोप टू शूट इट हीज गॉड ब्रैड एलेंडिंग फॉर अ to make a martial arts inspired movie in hollywood you can't go wrong i mean go, go worse with like then bill pope right yeah yeah so uh, i mean say yeah now i mean solid he stuck the landing so i'm pleased like he won't like fall off the radar you know he he's not like going to be one of those directors like oh yeah you did like one big movie and then you know like like literally like gareth edwards right like kya kar raha hai wo pata nahi yeah. or like neil blomkamp Yeah, Neil Blomkamp. So there's another case study already. That is fascinating. He's the RGB of Hollywood. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, possibly. Yeah, yeah. Only thing probably keeping him from like securing a deal for sequels very soon is will be the fact that movies box box office prospects are quite going to be limited. Box office is going to be limited. Yes, but if see what what's concerning me right now is that they haven't announced anything yet. Um. For not just Shang Chi but like anyone involved, like Simu Liu का कुछ भी नहीं आया, Destin Creighton का कुछ नहीं आया, so it feels Although, a little. Although like, I think Kevin Feige was teasing something. I mean, he was very being very vague about it, obviously, because he has to be. But during the premiere, and I think he was saying there's a direct line of where Shang Chi goes next. So I don't know what he means. Is it too soon to like see him in Doctor Strange? Because Wong will be there. I'm, no, I'm pretty sure like they need to kind of ingratiate him. Uh, into more stories before there is a sequel because who knows if there will be one. But uh, any s- announcements, I think they will keep in their back pocket depending on how the film performs. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Like Doctor Shin Second Two is turned out to be an insane movie, so who knows if Shang Chi turns out there for like a few minutes in the corner where when Wong is roaming around. Because if he if he's at Kamar Taj now, then I don't see how. He will not meet. For all we know, point. Wong summoned him into the plot of Sh- uh, Doctor Strange too at the end of this movie. So, like, who? yeah, possibly. Like, what is that 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 postcards thing they're doing with the whole? You know, there's a beacon inside your ten rings, like, and that message to where, like, what is that? It's clearly that that's set, set up Some for something. Some magic right? stuff. Who knows? Yeah, and if, if your next movies are Eternal, which is entirely unrelated, um, Spider Man, which could be. Tangent, which is again related to Doctor Strange, so I guess Shang Chi might be playing into Doctor Strange as well at this point. I feel like everything is playing into Doctor Strange, from Wanda Vision to Loki to yeah, Spider-Man. Yeah. And they, they, I think they've done a good job at like laying those foundations by putting Wong here. Yeah, so, so clearly something's gonna happen there. Like, multiverse of yeah. madness. So yeah, so I'm uh, like um, temporarily uh, interested in the MCU again for like a week probably. And if your random tweet turns out to be true, then your excitement might rise a couple of months later. Eternals. Yeah. Ah, Eternals is the best movie ever made. Like Dilbichara. <laughs> Dilbichara. Oh no, we need to update this joke. It's yeah, because Shesha it's Shesha now, now, right? Like, I think Amazon got like <laughs> funded like a Bangladeshi. House. Bot firm. Yeah, to like be like, chalo, bet ho. Like you remember that Silicon Valley joke, right? Like where they like, so same same like that farm, people sitting and creating accounts only on IMDb and voting. There is no way I believe it happened other than that. Or or I'm or I'm just underestimating the amount of nationalism in our country I mean, these days. Either either is possible, which is both equally equally worrying. Yeah. Or or a mix, <laughs> possibly a mix. So, of those let's hope that Eternals is uh, the Shere Shah yeah. of Hollywood. Well, no, I mean that's the wrong hope, but okay. 
<laughs> I don't think Marwan needs to create a Bangladeshi farm <laughs> to get a tunnels to the top. They just need to hire Siddharth uh. Malhotra. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, actually, no. I think the best way for uh, a Marvel movie to go to the top of IMDb is to hire Zack Snyder. That's also possible. Imagine that. Imagine if Snyder moves to. I don't know if that how that will be taken by the fans. That that's a that's a Ridley Scott and Edgar Wright situation problem. I think it, he will like, not get the freedom he wants because now he's very happy at. Netflix I mean, let's now. just bust one myth about Zack Snyder. Is Zack Snyder has never gotten the freedom that he wants? Okay, so this myth. <laughs> <laughs> well, literally, ten years he's been working for Warner Brothers, and not one movie have they allowed him to make the way he yeah, wants. Yeah, and that's why he went to Netflix. And uh, yeah, that turned out very well, didn't it? <laughs> maybe, maybe that's why he was not getting the freedom at Warner because they were like, and maybe they're at Warner, and now they're saying, look, 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 that's why we didn't give him freedom. Look what happened. Anyway, I guess yeah, we've we've gone on like so many tangents that we've ended up far away from Shang Chi. So time to wrap. Time to wrap. Um, that's all for this episode of the Long Take. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram at the Long Take Pod. You can write to us at the Long Take Pod at gmail dot com. Uh, please leave us a rating and a review wherever you listen to this episode, and we will see you next week.